This is keep me free on a little rampage. How long am I going to follow the path of fools? How long am I going to follow the path of foolishness? How long am I going to use this instrument, this life that I have? How long am I going to use this life that I have in, in pursuit of foolishness? And this is the born again believer, please. You know, somewhere it was written at the feet of the preachers, beautiful. Because they spread hope. They spread the message. They spread the gospel of a kingdom, a culture. See, a preacher is about spreading the culture of the kingdom that's inside of your spirit. See, we're not looking up into the clouds for this culture, for this kingdom. We're not looking in the great beyond for this culture, for this kingdom. I'm realizing that the culture and the kingdom is inside of me, inside of my spirit. How? Why? How? Because I possess the Holy Spirit. See. I have an antennae that can that can touch the ears of the Lord. I got an antennae that can 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 pick up the so-called, as they say, the young people say, the frequency. See, when you a born again believer, you fulfill the greatest mission. If you if you're a born again believer, you you've achieved the greatest accomplishment. You've given your Lord a home. If you are born again believer, in my opinion, you have reached the pinnacle of your creation because you've given the Lord a place in your spirit. You've allowed him to build a temple inside of you. Not just your thoughts. But in your spirit, not just in your behavior, but in your spirit, not just in your morality, but in your spirit, there's a spirit of the living God living inside of every born again believer. That's what makes you unique. I don't know about a Christian, but a born again believer possesses the Holy Spirit inside of their spirit. That's how you qualify as a born again believer, born of another kingdom, born of another. But see, you got to remember, you got to be careful. The enemy wants you to stand up for a bad cause, see. The enemy wants you to use your spiritual energy on a bad cause, see. The, the enemy wants you to, to, to extinguish your spiritual life on a bad cause, see. You got to know what season you're in and where you know what tools to apply. Some of you are picking up things that you should lay down. Some of you are demolishing things you could you should put back together. Some of you are, are buying fields and you should be getting old, you should be cutting ties. Some of you are cutting ties and you should be gathering a little tighter. Do you know what season you're in, born again believer?
But you got to understand that there's one season that never changes. That's the pursuit of the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart. There's one season that never changes. That's the pursuit of the Lord Jesus Christ in your mind, in your spirit, in your hopes as the hope keeper of your life, the hope keeper of your life. The hope keeper of your dreams, your desire. At the end of the day, you want only one person to be happy and it ain't you. At the end of the day, you want one person to be satisfied with your life and it's not yourself. At the end of the day, you want one stamp of approval on your life and it's not yours. You gotta know that you, you belong to. You got to know that you belong to a king. You got to know that you belong to the Lord of Lords. You got to know that you belong to the king of kings. This is just not some isolated asteroid. This is not just some isolated satellite God that just likes to float around and don't really have a home. So when you pray to your God, when you pray to this God of heaven, give it an address, don't send it out just into the universe. I don't send my prayers out into the universe no more. I give them a address, our father that art in heaven, I put an address on and hollow be thy name. Our father, that's a proper title. It's addressed to a proper person. It's addressed to someone, our father who art in heaven. See, that's the title of somebody and that's a destination for the prayer. See, you got to realize when you just shoot your prayers out into the universe, the enemy spirit dwells within the universe. Satan came in and the Lord said to Satan, he said, what you been doing? He said, I've been walking to and fro to earth. I've been walking around in this universe seeing who I can devour. So don't send your prayers out in just the universe because the enemy spirit is looking to devour them. See, you got to understand that God has a, an address. You got to understand that our God has an address. Our God is not a vagabond. Our God does not sleep under rail stations. Our God does not sleep under overpasses. Our God does not live in the name of Jesus. In the cracks and crevices. He has a home, a, a home where his things are laid out. God has a home <laughs> where his things and his possessions are laid out before him in the name of Jesus. <laughs> you got to understand what you're dealing with. This is not the beginning of something. This is the end of everything. See, mankind think that they showed up and everything started. No, baby, that was just the end of everything. When you came on the scene, the end began in the name of Jesus. <laughs> That's when the end was pronounced. When you came on the scene, man, when you came on the scene, woman, the end of the story was told right then and there. See, we ain't the beginning. We think that God was created when we was born in the name of Jesus. He was around before we even set foot on our own feet and set eyes on our own life. Your God has a destination. Your God is a destination. Our God is a destination place. See, 
<laughs> he's just bigger than a God. He's also a place in the name of Jesus. <laughs> he has a kingdom. That's his place in the name of Jesus. And everywhere you look represents who he is. If you look to the left of you, it represents who he is. You look to the right of you, it represents who he is. Up and down, back and forth, it all represents who he is. So you got to realize for all of eternity, you're going to be surrounded by nothing but what he is. So if you can't take him right now, if you can't sign on right now, how you going to deal with the hit parade being forever with his name on it? How you going to deal with the hit parade being forever with his musical arrangement on it? How you going to ever deal with every time you look around, it's about him every time you turn around. It's about him. You should be satisfied with the likeness and the glory that is him. And we shall be satisfied with thy likeness. You'll never get tired of him. You'll never get tired of looking at him. You'll never get tired of appreciating him. You'll never get tired of loving on him. You'll never get tired. You'll never get filled up. Something inside of you that's so precious. It's so precious because it belongs to the living God. See? It's so precious because it belongs to the living God. See? God has placed something in the born again believer. He's placed a deposit of his Holy Spirit. He placed a deposit because, see, God can do that type of thing. That's God work where he can place a portion of his spirit inside of you. That's God work where he can put a portion of who he is inside of your mind. See, that's God work when he can put a portion of who he is inside of your heart. You don't have to be destitute and you're not destitute anymore. So in the name of Jesus, stop acting like the destitute that have no hope in the world. You belong to somebody, man. You belong to somebody, woman. You're not an orphan. And who told you you wasn't worth anything? Who told you Maybe you need to point that person, that thing out, that spirit out in your mind and your heart. And you need to reverse that curse yourself by saying, I reject it in the name of Jesus. I reject you in the name of Jesus. What you say about me in the name of Jesus. I reject it because that's not what my God did for me. That's not what my God provided for me. My God provided another path for me by putting me in another bloodline. I'm going to make it real simple to you. See, this the same jargon. Just as Shane talks, see, he put me in another bloodline. And because I'm in another bloodline, I got another inheritance, you see. I got something else coming to me, you see. I got something else coming to me other than death and the grave. The 18-minute preacher's on a rampage. I got something more than coming. I got something more coming to me than the grave, see. Than the grave. Because all everyone most have to look forward to with death is the grave and not being alive again. Now, where you go, we ain't going to get into that story. But I say this, 
I got a promise. I got a stamp. Somebody stamped on my forehead his name. I got his name written on my forehead. It's not a number. It's a man's name. See, the world gonna give you a number, but I got a man's name written on my forehead. The world gonna give you a number, but I got a man's name written on my forehead. I belong to somebody. You belong to somebody. Whoever been telling you you don't belong to somebody, you need to cancel your subscription. You need to stop reading that magazine. You need to put it in the fire. You need to burn them old memories out of your mind with like a searing hot, like a searing hot poker. Burn it out your mind. Burn it out your heart. You got to get rid of something. You got to get rid of something in the name of Jesus. You have to pick up something else. You can't carry both things. You only got two hands. You only got two feet. For the most part, you got to put something down to pick something greater up. That's just a principle of understanding. You can't carry everything. You can't carry mama. You can't carry daddy's pain. You can't carry mama's pain no more. You can't carry the pain of them babies, them children that didn't want to listen to you, didn't want to listen to society. You can't keep carrying that guilt, keep carrying that pain in the name of Jesus. I ain't going to tell you you did the best you could because I don't know what I know this, but there's a God above us. There's a God above us. He's in the redemption business. There's a God above us and he's in the redemption business. I'm convinced there is a God above me and he is in the redemption business. It's part of his personality. I am convinced that he's the God of redemption. He's a rescuer. He's a rescuer. He don't like taking losses. He's a rescuer. If you walked away from him, if you walk away from him, then maybe somebody else stamped your future certificates other than the living God. There's a principle I never could understand. I don't have too much time lest the Holy Spirit pull it out. Who are these children of darkness and the children of light? 
There are two types of people. Jesus said, there's only two types of people in the world. This was my, what my Lord said, and it went so deep. I didn't understand it. I can't understand it. I don't know what it means. He says, there's only two types of people in the world. That's what my Lord Jesus Christ said, and it brought me to my knees, and it made me cry. It made me reap, weep out and cry out for mercy, because I don't know them two types of people. There ain't no middle ground. Them two types of people, there ain't no middle ground. There's the children of light and the children of darkness, he said. They're the children of light and the children of darkness, he said. It says there's only two kingdoms. I don't have no dark places in my kingdom, the Lord says. I don't have no dark shadows in my kingdom, the Lord says. There are no shadows in the kingdom of God. There is no shadows in the kingdom of God. There are no dark places in the kingdom of God. So who are these children of dark places in the name of Jesus? Who are these children of dark manifestations in the name of Jesus? Who are these children that seek out to, to know the crafts, that seek out to know the dark things, and not just that, but in the name of Jesus, the other types of darkness that go all around. There's many types of darkness, so I'm just not going to put it on the back of those that flip cards in the name of Jesus. There's a spirit of darkness in the name of Jesus that represents that, that that represents itself as a spirit of light there's a spirit of darkness that, that that masquerades that goes around as a spirit of light there's a darkness in the name of jesus that masquerades itself as a spirit of light you train up a child the way it should go and it will not depart from it. It's got to come home. It might be a little wayward. It might be a little backwards. It might be a little sideways, but it's going to come home in the name of Jesus. See, I'm done determining outcomes of things. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done determining the outcomes of things. I'm done. I lay it at his feet. I'm done and continue to process because it's a lifelong process of laying things at his feet because he's my God and he likes to work on the things. He likes to work on the things. He likes to work on himself. <laughs> you know, God is always in the self-improvement business. <laughs> God is always trying to improve his self-situation. <laughs>